Welcome to a present for the past. Hello and welcome to another episode of A Present from the Past. My name is Weldon and I will be your host. Unfortunately, Natasha was unable to join us. This is more so due to scheduling conflict with, uh, with my work. So, a little insight about myself. Okay. Um, I manage in the, uh, I'm a manager in the service industry. And any of y'all that have ever worked in the service industry knows it gets a little hectic, a little crazy from time to time. And um, trying to work my schedule around her schedule in order so that we could do the show together. It's been very crazy. Uh, I'm trying to work out things and see what we can do. Hopefully within the next couple of days, uh, Natasha and I will be able to get together and, and do a couple of episodes and we'll go from there and see how it does. So in today's episode, continuing with Texas Legends, uh, I have another good one for you. It's out of San Antonio. Okay. In San Antonio, there's a certain um, cross tracks. I believe it's um, Villamaine and Shame. Okay. Some people probably already know what I'm going to be talking about. Other people have no clue. Um, there is a train track crossing in this vicinity. I don't know exactly, to be honest with you, I don't know what street it's actually on. I think it's on Shane. Uh, but there's a train track crossing at close to this intersection. And the history of this train track crossing is a little bit more I mean, anytime you start talking about historical facts of, of something that might have happened there, uh, you start seeing kind of the deeper, the kind of darker side of, uh, of society. Um, so the the story is, well, I'll tell you what, I'll tell you the, uh, the stuff that goes on there first. Actually, no, I'll, I'll tell you the history first. And then we'll dive into uh, the the uh, what goes on there. Okay, so in late January, early December, like we're talking December first or late January, a um, nun was bringing back a group of children from a field trip. And it was getting kind of late. And they pull up to, you know, well, it's getting kind of late. The children have already started falling asleep in the back of the bus. And she's pulling up to this uh, railroad tracks. Keep in mind, it's 1938. Her uh, the, the bus stalls. And... So the first thing she does is kind of look up and down the train track, doesn't see anything coming. So she's just trying to start it, trying to get it going and trying to get it to turn over. And it's just not turning over. So 
she tries this for a few minutes and then finally like at the last minute notices that there is a train coming and she didn't see it before because apparently the front um light had burnt out so she's still in the process of trying to crank the bus up when the bus gets hit by the train okay um i don't know exactly how many children were on board um but the story says that roughly 30 people lost their lives that night um the the nun however survived she got thrown through the windshield went to the hospital and survived a few weeks later uh, several weeks later the nun returned to the site and she had borrowed somebody's vehicle or whatever but she was in a vehicle and she stopped on the track now we have to think what is going on in her mind at this point this woman feels like she is solely responsible for the death of 30 souls and on top of that she's a nun and it's weighing on her heavily with you know just she she thinks it's completely her fault um you know, everyday tragic and uh, tragic accidents happen in everyday life. It, nobody's fault. It, they're just accidents. Had to say that again. Sometimes it's nobody's fault. It's just accidents. Sorry, when I was growing up, my father didn't believe in accidents. Sometimes there are just accidents. Some of them small. Some of them very tragic this happened to be one of those very tragic ones well like I said before the, the nun felt responsible for this accident somehow blaming herself you know thinking that she could have done something could have you know done whatever in order to save those 30 souls from dying that night So she pulls onto the tracks. She puts her car in neutral, or she just takes it out of gear. And she just begins waiting. Begging for forgiveness. You know, praying to God, doing whatever she can at that moment. Just sitting there. And she sees a train start to come. At this point, she had given up. She decided that she no longer deserved to live. Had no urge to, to live whatsoever. And she was going to end her life right there and join the 30 souls that died. So she's sitting in her car she closes her eyes. She begins to pray, beg for forgiveness, and just sits there, waiting. 
waiting. Feels the train getting closer and closer. And she's kind of bracing for impact, you know, just tenting up, expecting that impact. And the train goes right behind her. She throws her eyes open kind of looks to both sides, sees that the train is going on behind or going on past her. And she can't believe it. She knows she was stopped on those tracks. She she went there with the purpose of stopping on those tracks. So she hops out of the vehicle, looks around, she's looking for anybody that in the vicinity and, you know, trying to figure out who this person was that pushed her off the tracks. And as she's looking around, she starts walking around the vehicle. She gets to the back of her car, and she's sitting there looking, looking. Finally, not seeing anybody, she turns and looks at the back of her vehicle. And there was handprints all over the back of her car. Tiny handprints, children's handprints. Legend has it that she found a new purpose in life. And um, shortly after this incident, went forward and opened her own orphanage and started taking in children, trying to help as many children as she could. And legend has it that she worked in the orphanage up until the very day that she died. Now, that tragic event, fast forward many, many years later, uh, it is said that if you go to this intersection, put talcum powder, baby powder, whatever, on the back of your vehicle, and you put your car in neutral and take your foot off the brake, that if a train is coming, um, supposedly you'll get pushed across the tracks. And when you look at the back of your vehicle, again, you'll see all these handprints of children pushing you across the tracks. Kind of a touching story. Um, I mean, a lot of times you hear about ghost stories where, you know, the ghosts are angry or, or uh, trying to scare people or or whatever. Or, uh, you know, a lot of times you hear about them wanting people to leave, where, leave them alone. Um, but these children, these, these souls of these children are trying to save people from suffering the same fate they did. That's very, very, you know, uh, it just it hits you, you know. Now, there have been paranormal groups that have gone out there 
looked at the location and said that because of the the layout of the property or the road that when you park on or when you put your vehicle in neutral on the tracks it will actually roll back down a little hill not, not like very far but a little hill and that there's some reeds or cat's tails or some sort of plants that you'd normally see like on the edge of a, a pond or a river and that your, your vehicle will brush into these and then start rolling forward and have enough energy to roll past the, the train tracks. And at that point, once you get out and look at your vehicle, it looked like handprints or uh, children's handprints, but it's actually caused by the plant brushing up against your vehicle. Now, I always tend to be more of a skeptic and wanting more evidence in order to back up a paranormal investigation or Anything that anybody could claim to be a paranormal activity. But guys, how does a vehicle roll backwards from neutral, from a, being completely stopped, roll backwards far enough to have enough force to roll forward past where it was before? I, I, I don't think it's possible. Um... This is definitely an area I would like to investigate myself, uh, get out there, get some cameras all around a vehicle, inside a vehicle, behind the vehicle, side views of the vehicle, and go from there. And whatever evidence I, I gather, you know, utilize it. But right now, that is the only uh, only story that I've found to explain where these handprints come from. Now, to me, that that their explanation doesn't hold a whole lot of water. So, what do you think? Do you think it's children's hands um, pushing the car? Do you think it's plants? Or do you think it's something else? Me, I'm 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 kind of leaning towards the children. I mean, this is one of those uh paranormal stories that I'm hoping is true. Well, don't take that the wrong way. Uh you know, I, I'd like to not think about the horrible way that these children died and the, you know, horrible suffrage that that nun must have gone through thinking it was her fault, but to to think that there's, you know, a group of children down there that, you know, are in another dimension, another plane, or, you know, however you want to see uh, ghosts or, or entities, um, but to think that there's a group of them down there next to a train track where they tragically lost their lives, protecting other people from losing their lives. Uh, to me, that's a very touching story, and 
I I want to believe that one over oh your car rolls back and hits some reeds and rolls forward and goes across the train track. Eh, I'm just not buying it. There's too many oh it doesn't it's just too much doesn't add up in my mind. I would if I was to see it I might be able to make a judgment call on that. But just their explanation in itself doesn't make sense to me. So, I mean, it, it is what it is. There's several different paranormal groups out there. A lot of them kind of investigate in their own ways. Um, some of them follow set, you know, set standards. And to, to each group their own, okay? Um, I don't think there's... And in the end, it's... it's they're not... Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, there's no... With, with paranormal investigation still being kind of a pseudo... Well, it is a pseudoscience. Uh, there's no hard evidence or, or theory. There, well, there's plenty of theories, but there's no... Um, hard evidence that says one way is right, one way is wrong. Okay, and somebody's definition of what a uh, demon or evil entity may vary from a, another person's, you know, uh, definition of the same thing. So, teach them, um, and we'll, we'll leave it at that. Uh, but. Definitely a, a ghost story that's worth checking out, looking more into, and finding more out about that. I would love, I would love to drive down to San Antonio and investigate that myself. Um, I think that would be truly a great experience. Anyway, that's going to be it for today's episode. I uh, hope you enjoyed it. Um, I still got the website out there, presencefromthepast.com, uh, Facebook page of Presence from the Past. Uh, also have Instagram. I think that's it for now. I'm talking to somebody about setting up a Twitter account, but we'll see how that goes. Um, but yeah, if you want to hear more stories about Texas legends, other legends, um, anything that's going on in the... Let me scratch that. Rewind. <laughs> if you want to hear more about Texas legends, paranormal legends, um, or you, you want to see something different, let me know. Leave a comment below. Leave a like button. Hit a like button. Hit the subscribe button <laughs> for more videos. Man, I am just all over the place today, and I can't get it straight. Oh, man. Anyway, hit the like button down below. Hit the subscribe button. Either one, if you want to see more of these videos, uh, if you want to see me do something different, uh, leave me a comment. Let me know. If you think the videos suck, let me know. All right? I, I, I enjoy feedback. Um, yeah, until next time, I'm Weldon. Y'all have a good one.